Chapter 16, Caliber, Luke 14, 26 and 27. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. What have you given up because you love Jesus? What has this relationship cost you so far? Have you lost relationships? Have you ended relationships you really didn't want to end because you knew he was asking you to? Have you passed on a job opportunity or even been fired because of your faith in Christ? Have you given away money? Was it money you needed? Maybe you gave food or clothes or opened your home when it was really hard to do so. Maybe you forgave someone who hurt you or treated an enemy with kindness and prayer. What kinds of situations has Jesus dragged you into that you never would have gone into on your own? One of the most curious things about the message of Jesus is the paradox of the cost involved. Jesus saved us for free by his grace. He laid down his life to offer us the free gift of forgiveness, righteousness, and a restored relationship with him that will last forever in paradise. It cost him everything, and it cost us nothing. Romans 3 says we were freely justified. That word freely is a Greek word that is translated throughout the New Testament as without paying for it, without cost, without cause, and even for nothing. We cannot earn the love of God. It is a gift of charity that he always gives for free. We can't earn a place in his heart or in his heaven. Jesus paid for it completely. And the only part we can play is to want it and to freely receive it. The thing is, even though it's free, a relationship with Jesus winds up costing you. When you accept his offer of free grace, what you are getting is a relationship with a living person. That relationship will change you, and there's no way around that. Any real relationship with an actual person will change you. But this particular one is special because Jesus comes to live inside your heart. His spirit makes a home in you, empowering you to live a new life and wooing you to become something different. When you love Jesus, you are connected to him at a deeper level than with anyone else. It doesn't cost anything to get into this relationship, but once you do, you'll never be the same. Now, some of this might sound scary, but it's really pretty awesome. Think of it like this. Before you get married, you date people. In dating, you have to put yourself out there. Ask someone out, risk a broken heart, wear the right clothes, say the right things, get to know someone, hope they're having a good time, wonder how they feel about you, etc. And whenever you date someone new, that complicated and emotionally precarious getting to know you process begins all over again. When you get married, 
you lose dating altogether. Well, that is, you lose the scary, uncomfortable parts of dating and trade them all in for dating your spouse. You see, when you go on a date with your spouse, a beautiful thing happens. You are free to simply relax in the security of their promise to love you. And you can just enjoy yourself. I mean, in a way, I guess you lose something, but what you get is a million times better. And as your loyalty to Jesus grows, you find that the things you lose are things that were actually holding you back from being who you were always meant to be. Jesus says that being a part of the kingdom he is building will cost you everything. The truth is, it will cost you all the stuff you used to be. And that's because he's remaking all of you into something so much more. Yes, it's going to cost you your family relationships because they don't define you anymore. And their expectations don't mold you anymore. But isn't that awesome? Now, your loyalty is given exclusively to Jesus. You become molded by his love and his values. And that process actually makes you a better wife, a better husband, a better brother, a better sister, a better daughter, a better son. Yeah, you lose some things, but they were all the things that needed to go. When people simply look at these verses academically or theologically, they can sometimes kind of freak out and wonder what in the world Jesus meant by saying something so seemingly harsh. On the other hand, when a person realizes the gift of grace, they fall in love with Jesus. And after a while, those people who really understand what it means to be free and love him start to change. They cut old ties and sever old loyalties. And in so doing, their love actually grows. Even if the shape of their relationships change, when they look back at what they've given up to follow Jesus, it only makes sense. They don't freak out. They thank him. When people really get the gospel, they realize that losing everything is giving them all they could ever want. Those who understand the gift of grace would come to get it at all costs. Jesus went on to tell two stories, one about a man building a tower and then the other about a king going to war. He said that the man building the tower must count the cost before he starts building to make sure he can finish. He said a king going to war has to make sure that every one of his soldiers is worth two of the enemies before he battles an army twice the size of his. Now, the interesting thing here is that people always say Jesus was telling these stories to illustrate the idea that, that we should count the cost before we get into a relationship with him. But I don't think so. I think Jesus is the builder and the king. He is the one building a kingdom and he is the king waging war against his enemies. He is counting the cost. He is the one who would pay with his life for these living stones to build his kingdom with. He is the one who would give his blood to wage war and win war against Satan, death, and sin. Jesus was the one counting the cost. 
Jesus was the one sizing people up. He was testing the caliber of the recruits. Did he have enough bricks? Were his soldiers ready to fight? Jesus looked at a crowd of people and wanted to know who really gets it. Who really understands what grace means and how unbelievably awesome it is to have your life utterly transformed by it? Who realizes what I'm doing here is worth losing everything for? Or to put it better, who has fallen in love and doesn't ever want to look back at their old life? Jesus is asking, who has given me their whole heart and is ready to let go of all their old loyalties? Who is ready for something so much better than their old life? Who wants to lose it all to gain everything worth having? For more, get to a quiet place. Read Luke 14, 25 through 33, and Romans 3, 21 through 24. Jesus paid to offer us free grace. What has Jesus changed in your life? Was it worth giving up? What else might he take? More importantly, what might he give you in its place?